Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little bit, but we are back here, the Fan Bros Podcast for 2021, and we're excited with about two weeks out until most drafts. Yeah, we were a little late. We, we, we talked about putting it out on Monday. Me and Greg both got slapped in the face with a little bit of life. So, But here we are on a fine Wednesday. This is probably coming out tonight. You can absorb it by Thursday. We're going to talk about some QB rankings, talk about their ADP, who's, who's a, a prime pick, who's to watch to sneak into the QB1 status that you can get late in the draft. We're going to talk about a bunch of QBs today. And traditionally, the strategy has been to wait late for quarterbacks. It's changing a little bit. The guys at the top with their ability to run have really changed the game. So it's more interesting than ever at the position this year. So let's go ahead. Hunter, read us off your rankings, 1 through 15. All right. Well, number one's kind of easy, um, unless you just want to be a hot take kind of guy. But I got Patrick Mahomes is number one. Number two, it was really hard for me to choose these next two put them in the correct order, but this is how I have them. I have Kyler Murray, number two, number three, Josh Allen. Kyler, that's higher than most have them. I know, I know, but he's just, he got AJ. AJ's getting some camp hype. D-hop in the second year with him. Rondell Moore. I mean, they got still Christian Kirk. I mean, it's, we'll get into the, the, the nitty-gritty in a second, but, so number four, Lamar Jackson. Number five, I got him up there. I mean, he won me a ship. He's coming back with a vengeance. You know he's going to audible out of all those fucking run plays on the goal line this year. Aaron Rodgers. Number six, Russell Wilson. Number seven, this is going to be the highest you see him out of anybody's rankings, Matt Stafford. Number eight, Tom Brady. Number nine, Ryan Tannehill. Number 10, Dak Prescott. Number 11, Herbert the Pervert, Justin. Number 12, Jalen Hurts me but he's not going to hurt you this year. Number 13, Kirk Cousins. I know it's a crazy hot take. 14, Ryan Fitzmagic. And 15, Joe Burrow. So that's my, my top 15. I like that. So the notable ones that stand out there, you've got Dak Prescott low. Mm-hmm. You've got Aaron Rodgers high. I do as well. And Matt Staff, you've got high. And, and I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Let me rattle mine off. The top is similar. Patrick Mahomes. Two, I give Josh Allen the nod. Three, Kyler Murray. For Lamar Jackson, I've got Dak at number five. You've got him at ten, so we'll have to talk I about. Understand it. I we'll understand have to talk it. about why we've got him where we've got him. Six is Aaron Rodgers. So I'll tell you, both of these, Aaron Rodgers is going around nine and ten mm-hmm. in most leagues, and it that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That no. does not make a lot of sense for the MVP. But we'll continue. So Rodgers at six, Russell Wilson at seven. He's always steady. I've got Ryan Tannehill at number eight. I think this is a year could all come together. He's mm-hmm. efficient. I think there might be more volume. Nine, Matt Staff. I thought that was high. You've got him at seven. We're both riding that wave. Ten, Justin Herbert coming off the big rookie year. Eleven, Jalen Hurts. Twelve, Tom Brady. Thirteen, Joe Burrow. It looks like he's going to be go for the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And then I got rookies back-to-back. Trevor Lawrence, 14. Justin Fields, 15. So the big discrepancy we've got is Dak Prescott. Tell me why you've got him at number 10. Well, he – Obviously, people are so hyped on him from last year, and he didn't even finish the full year. It was a short sample size. It was a good sample size. I mean, he it was what was it five games, six games? I think so. I think he got hit in the fifth or sixth Six week. Game. It's just a cramp. Uh, but 
he just the game scripts. You're not gonna be able to match those game scripts. And um, we've we've referenced that in the pod. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, please Google the the actual live footage and and watch Troy Troy Aiken say it's just a cramp while his his ankle is fucking dangling. While it's literally turned around ninety eight <laughs> degrees. Yeah, Troy Aikman claims it's, it's just a cramp. I say it all the time, and if you don't, you need to know. You need to watch it. No, but it's. It's just so much of the game script for those games, it's not going to be able to replicate. Um, I mean, he has a crazy receiving core. He's got debatably one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. It's deep. It's, I mean, it's super deep. People don't forget about Cedric Wilson. I mean, he had some crazy little catches last year, and he's not even going to start. No. So, but the defense is way better this year. They went out, they paid some people, they drafted Micah Parsons. They have, they've got a solid little defense now. I mean, it's not going to be... A league-winning defense. It can't but be it, worse, though. It, it, it can't be worse than what it was last year. The games... And they have Zeke and Tony Pollard. And they're coming... Dak is coming off an injury. He just got another injury in his shoulder. They're going to look to run the ball. Mike McCarthy is not some, like, explosive guy. He's steady. He's subtle. He's not going to do, like... he's not. He's not looking to throw the ball that much. I can almost guarantee that they were only doing that because they were down. And I just don't see that game script happening again. Now, I, I want to hear your argument, because I understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I just want you to articulate it. So you make good points, and yeah, some of the game scripts were as bad as you'll see them. Down 30 points and they win. Yeah. That just does not happen. And my, my ranking of number five is based on the assumption that the shoulder is not going to be an issue, not a real tangible issue. So I've got him at five for the reasons you said. His elite wide receiver core. He was on pace for 7,000 yards last year. Now, I know it's not going to be identical, but let's say he goes for 4,500 to 5,000 yards. I think Dak runs for three to 500, yeah. and that puts him in squarely in the top five. Yeah. So assuming that's how it goes in the goal line, he runs a few in. I just think that there's too many weapons, and I still think he's mobile enough. To be at number five. But but you do make a good point. I don't think the game script will be as favorable. My argument is it doesn't have to be for him to be number five or number six. I get that. I get that. So the other big discrepancy is, I mean, it's not a big, I have Aaron Rodgers up a little bit. We kind of have Lamar Jackson around the same area. Is I kind of bumped Tannehill down. You Where do you have Tannehill? You have Tannehill? I have him at eight. Okay, never mind. We... I've got nine. So, that, I mean, guess the biggest discrepancy we have. I do want to talk about against the ADP Aaron Rodgers a little bit. So, okay. he's being taken quarterback nine, quarterback ten. I think that is people overreacting to the mobile quarterbacks of new, right? Everybody yeah. wants the guy that runs now because Lamar Jackson did it. Kyler Murray did it. I don't think you discount what Aaron Rodgers did last year, and he runs in some touchdowns, three to five a year. He had that one taken back against Tampa Bay that was a legit touchdown. He came up and did the key and peel, yeah, the little, yeah. the little hip, hip hump, and he he runs it in. I mean, if, it's crazy to say he had an MVP season, but you throw that extra touchdown on there, like he that's an outstanding season. I mean, yeah, in the top eight quarterbacks, it was all kind of five, six points here. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just don't see a world where he's number 10. Yeah. Even if he doesn't run in, let's say he runs for 100 yards and two touchdowns, is there any way he doesn't throw for 35 touchdowns? No. I mean, we talked about it prior to, to start recording, but I think that this receiving core is his second best receiving core he's had in his entire Packers existence. The other one being the Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Randall Cobb, 
with whoever the tight end is at the time. They always had a little makeshift tight end over there. Now he's got Randall Cobb back. He's got Tay Adams, Alan Lazard, and uh, Bob Tunyon. And Tunyon, that was his first year last year being a starter. He looked and really he, good, though. He looked really good. And he, people don't know this, is he's absolute boys with Kittle. They have like a tight end house in the offseason. They all live there in Nashville. That's why he took such a big step up, is that offseason prior to last season, he was living with George Kittle. He lives with tight ends. Greg Olson lived down there this summer. So, I mean, I just think that he's going to solidify himself as like one of those top five actual talents of tight ends this year. So I just think that the receiving core, uh, he might he might not replicate what he did last season, but, I mean, damn, he's going to have a good season. I mean, it's a revenge season. It is. He's going to audible out of calls. There are no fucks given. I mean, it's just it's apparent that he's going to come out and ball. And I don't think we're arguing take him first quarterback off the board because no. the lack of the rushing does matter to some degree. But 10? Yeah. Well, ah, well, man. What we're, we're talking about is, you know – the quarterbacks start going off the board. Pat Mahomes goes off in the third round. Yep. Fourth round, Kyler Murray. But probably the back end of the third, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. Fifth round, Lamar Jackson. Those quarterbacks are going. Don't panic and reach for, I don't even know who you would reach for right there, Russell Wilson or something. Or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Somebody like, just, like that. Just sit down, relax. Know that Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to talk about it in a second, Tom Brady are both going to be there at that 8-9 round so far. Now, things could change because the pa- all the Packers' ADP is kind of weird right now. I don't think it's caught up to the actuality of Aaron Rodgers playing. I think that's true. I think people, that's a little bit of it. Yes, people are still skeptical, but we're so far into these mocks, and they update so quick. Like, I remember, uh, it's been about a month or two, but I remember seeing a receiver move up 20 spots in one day. I was doing, I mean, I mock like nobody. I mock like a mockingbird. I mean, I'm out here, it's my part-time job. I, so I I see the rankings flux, and none of the Packers have moved so far, so it's a little weird to see that. But I, the, just know those quarterbacks are going to be there, and you could still do the late QB strategy. I know that in the recent years, the, the taking them early, the running quarterbacks has worked out a lot, and a lot of people have made the playoffs. And if you pick the right one, you might have won. I mean, Josh Allen last year, the year prior to that, Lamar Jackson. But I won last year, and I did the late QB strategy. I'm saying that you could still do the late QB strategy. It's going to work. I promise you that. Well, and you say Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Those were both outside the top five quarterbacks taken in that That's respective true. year. That's true. That's true. What now, I will, I will say I don't think there's any surprise mobile quarterbacks like that. Maybe Justin Fields. Maybe Jalen Hurts. And maybe Hurts. Jalen Hurts. But he's actually climbing. Yeah, he is climbing. But that's just to say, you know, once the mobile guys are here to stay, they're pretty elite. So when, when do you stop looking at, like, when do you start looking for your quarterback? Fourth round, let's say Mahomes is gone. Okay. Do you jump on Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, or Lamar Jackson round four? So we we have another pod coming out soon with with draft strategies, but I'm gonna touch on something that I a rule I live by, and I fucking hate I'm saying it on the podcast because nobody listens to it except the people we play in leagues with. Except shout out Fernando, shout out Grady, some other some other of the boys listening. But I have this rule where in the first five rounds I draft three running backs. Now I don't care. What the other two are, now I could go two receivers or I could go receiver quarterback, but I get three running backs in the first five rounds. That's that's personally what I do every single time because those back end running backs are just hard to hit hard to 
hard to get a snag on. That much is true. Now, I have my ear to the ground every season, so I know those late-round ones like last year, David Montgomery. I was beating the drum all year for David Montgomery. What did he do? He came out and did what I thought he was going to do. And now, there's some in there, but again, it's just difficult to get those those workloads late. I mean, this year it's kind of looking like Damian Harris, but that's just skeptical. Cam's still there. I mean, there's not that sure one that could you could get in like the eighth round and be like, this is like my RB3 and like, I like that. So I, I, I go RB quick because quarterbacks don't start going until the third round. Everything else starts at the beginning. I mean, there's going to be a receiver taken in the first round. There's going to be a running back taken yeah. in the first round, obviously, and even a tight end now in the first round. Kelsey is probably going to go in the back end of the first, beginning of the second. So those QBs go, they start at the third. I mean, if somebody's grabbing Pat Mahomes in the second round of your league and you're not in a super flex league, um, you want to leave that fucking league because that's ridiculous. Man, see, I, I think I would be I'd be tempted at the end of the oh, second, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So let's say you've got your three backs, you've got a good receiver. Round five, are you looking to take a Keenan Allen guy for your second wide receiver or Lamar Jackson? <sighs> On the spot, but that, that's kind of the that's, decisions that people are going to be making. I know, yeah. It just depends. I mean, I probably would lean – because this is my personally what I do. I, I rarely ever reach. I'm, and that's bite me in the butt a couple times. I came in last in a, in a league last year. I also won a league last year doing what I did. So it's just, and I came in second the year prior to, and I almost lost the league, came in last. So it's just, it, it's, it's a game of inches, but I would have to go with Keenan just because I know there's still value down there, and it's just hard to replicate those skill positions because they're going quick. Yeah, that that is, that is true. So for me, in that in that example, I would go Lamar. I, I have you. a soft spot for him. I know. I'm just saying it, it's interesting that people have their strategies, right? I this year more than ever am actively looking to take a quarterback in rounds five or six, if those top guys are there. I kind of cut off my list around Russell Wilson, probably quarterback six. Mm-hmm. In the sixth round, if there's quarterback Lamar, Dak, him, even Aaron Rodgers, I'm probably looking to pursue them. This year more than ever, just because that mobile, you know, I think there's a big drop-off from Tier 1 to Tier 2. But still, like you said, the wide receivers and running backs, the good ones are the good ones, and that doesn't change. There's always two or three quarterbacks we don't suspect that start low and finish in the top five. It's not as common in skill positions, so it's tricky, but... That's why we're kind of talking about him right here. Also, a lot of people, you know, let's I, – I don't want to jinx anybody because a lot of people haven't even drafted yet. I might be jinxing my own players. We don't know our, our rosters yet. We will in two weeks. But let's say somebody pays up for Kyler Murray or Josh Allen, like back into the third, beginning of the fourth. They have bad weeks, four weeks in a row. you got Aaron Rodgers, you know, in the eighth. You can you can trade. People are more likely to trade, flip their QBs than they are to flip their like skill position players. Like I've I've I think both years this back to back years in in yearly Greg somebody traded Pat Mahomes if I'm not mistaken. That's true. I mean people are just you know. For example, an RB one does not get moved. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like there's. There's just more flexibility with taking a quarterback late cuz i mean you it's so hard to get people to to even open up a conversation with their their RB1, their wide receiver 1, but people you throw, you know, your your uh, wide receiver 2 and your QB1 that's playing hot with somebody that's kind of slumped. I mean, 
If they have a couple losses, they'll they'll do that. I mean, that's that's more reasonable. That's why I kind of like the late cuz you can always, you know, you can always upgrade cuz you can you can trade for quarterbacks. I don't know why people are are flimsy with the quarterbacks compared to the skill positions, but it is what it is. It's because I think it's a traditionally deep spot. The QB5 and the QB10 is not that big of a difference. Yeah. I think we'll see more of a difference than ever this year. That's my belief. But yeah. but you're right. Waiting sometimes and getting a skill guy in the fourth and fifth, that usually works out. Yeah. It just usually does. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Let's move a little quick. Justin Herbert. He has a worse year than last year, similar or better. Just off the top of your head, what do you think? I think Justin Herbert. I think he's gonna have a better year, which means he's gonna he's gonna finish as a QB one probably, and it might just be because he's gonna start all the games compared to like not having that one game he missed, and it's gonna be a seventeen game season. But I really like, I, I, I mean I like Herbert. I like Eckler being healthy because that's a lot of of pass catching work that Eckler can turn into touchdowns. I mean, Eckler is very explosive. He's like Danny Woodhead on steroids. He's just a freak of nature. I I like Justin Herbert to take that QB1 leap where he's kind of he's he's up there. He's not he might not win you your league, but he he'll win you some weeks for damn sure. He's he's lock and loaded from week 1 in your lineup if yeah. you draft him. I, well, also the Lombardi, the QB coach for the Saints yeah, he is, is now, there now he's now at the Chargers. And they're, I mean, the mic'd up stuff that they have, I mean, Herbert is throwing Dilford dimes, and he's intellectual, he's breaking down things. I mean, it just looks like Herbert is going to be a solid QB1. Like, there's rarely a doubt he'll be a QB2 this year. I can see that. Another guy, just quickly to touch on, he's pretty polarizing because why do we have Jalen Hurts so low when his rushing floor is that of a Dak or Kyler? I'll 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 go first. Not yet. Not to cut you off. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. He's a better fantasy quarterback than real life quarterback, and and that could be wonderful. That could be wonderful. For me, there's just the concern that he's not the guy all season. That's kind of a bold take. I I think that's a question. So while his ceiling is that of a top five, no problem. If he runs for 700 yards, yeah, he's a top five quarterback. That's just how it works. But for me, I don't think he's a surefire guy all year if he does not start well. Yeah, and you're, you're saying he his running capability is kind of like a Dak or Russell Wilson. In my opinion, yes. his, his running capability is more like a Lamar Jackson where he's going to run you know, for more yards like that on design scripted runs type deal, not like scrambling around out of the pocket, like actual designed runs like Lamar Jackson. Um, I Again... He's not the best real life quarterback. He's an amazing fantasy quarterback, um, but that doesn't I mean that you. That's the that's the the game we play here. Is you have to, they have to be good at football, but they don't have to be the best at football. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Jalen Hurts could have, Jalen Hurts could finish in the top five, and that's not like something crazy to no, say. No, he very well could. But it's just weird because the receiving core isn't as strong as you like it. You know, Jalen Rager's coming out and he's having back-to-back one-handed catches all week in practice and stuff like that. Devonta Smith's hurt a little bit. They still have Zach Ertz there clogging up the Dallas Goddard emergence. Uh, they got Fulgham. Uh, they have that uh, speedster took it to the crib in the preseason game courts. He's running with the ones. Um, but it's just... Something holds me up. I I wanted to put him at ten. I wanted to bump Dak down and put him at ten, but I just 
I couldn't do it because he hasn't done it. There's you know enough I mean? risk there. There's enough. There's just too much. We haven't seen enough yet. I mean, that's about the the riskiest quarterback you could take that could potentially win you the league. I mean, because he's I gonna agree. go. He's gonna go lower than Tom. He's gonna go lower. Now, granted, somebody might be high on him for the running ability, and you. I mean, you can't help that that people but in your league. He suck. is the guy that has historically won leagues, which yeah. last year was Josh Allen, and the year before is Lamar. The yeah. guy that can run that nobody's sold on, and he has an adequate passing year and a big rushing year. So yeah, and he he the thing he's missing from like the Josh Allen is the receiving core. I mean, Josh Allen had a better receiving core, and he can run the ball like Lamar, but he's not as explosive. So it's kind of man, he uh, he's kind of meh as yeah. a true quarterback. But in fantasy, he can rack it up. But we've got him low because we're just we're just not sold that he's good enough. Definitely. Now, my 13-14 turn is a lot different from yours. Yep. I've gone with some veterans. You went with some young guys. Um, My 13 is Kirk Cousins, uh, and I'm going to talk about that real quick. I just believe people forget how good of a slinging quarterback Kirk Cousins is. I mean, in Washington, he was literally slinging it everywhere. He's going on the road and the Packers slinging it. He was doing – he won me that that year in 2016. I had the Deshaun Jackson – Kirk stack and that won me my league. So I mean, he's a good quarterback. He didn't have the greatest season last year. I'm I'm almost positive he finished as a QB one too. I think he was around ten yeah. or eleven. Yeah, he finished as a QB one, and that was with Cook eating up crazy amounts of touchdowns. I love Dalvin Cook. I don't think he's gonna finish with that much touchdowns. I think if you take five touchdowns and you give it to Kirk. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, and that's realistic. They got rid of Kyle Rudolph. Irv Smith is going to be way better than Kyle Rudolph. And Yak, all sorts of stuff. Contested catches. You got Justin Jefferson in his second year. We talked about it in the other podcast. The second year breakout for wide receiver is is the year they break out. It's not the third year anymore. It's the second year. A.J. Brown, Terry McCorn, they all do it. And he's still got feeling. He's got that white-on-white connection purer than cocaine. I mean, he's... It's just realistic for him to, to be that back-end QB1, and it's not like too big of a stretch. And would you be shocked for him to throw 35 touchdowns? No, I wouldn't. I and, wouldn't. Then, and then he's a top-eight guy. So exactly. I, yeah, I mean, I can see it. I yeah. can see the path. The yards might not be there, but, I mean, again, he had crazy yard games last year too. I mean, it's just people sleep on Kirk, and he's a really good value. You know, you could get him very late in your draft and stack up on skill positions and that could win you your league just being so stacked at skill positions and getting him where at the end when everybody's already got their qbs i mean that's crazy and then my 14 is ryan fitzpatrick now the wiley veteran the amish rifle ryan fitzmagic he's got he's got a cannon for an arm he's just hasn't done a full season he's been brought in to be the guy you got to worry a little bit about tyler henneke he Heineke, he did really good in the playoff game, and he's got the morale of the locker room behind him. But the boys are loving some Fitz magic. The Amish rifle the Amish, is, is the guy. I know Logan Tom and people. Oh my God! Every every fantasy guy, every fantasy scout. Oh, uh, Fitzpatrick doesn't throw to the tight ends. Yada yada. What does he do in the beginning? Running with the ones, he threads it to Logan Thomas twice with some Dilfer dimes. He's gonna. The receiving core he has this year, it's not the Buccaneers, but it's a pretty damn it's pretty good, good one. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. I mean, they also have some other one, Cam Sims. They have some other not high-name guys, but they're very talented. So I, I see him, 
if he could do what he does and have those big games and then just kind of, you know, come back to earth for some games and then explode again, I think he can kind of sneak in that QB1, definitely be a back end, I mean, a fringe QB1, beginning QB2, definitely have you some uh, uh, winning weeks with some splurges. I can see it. So he's your under-the-radar QB that slides into the top 12 this year. Would it be him? I, it's actually my 15. I, I like Ooh, him. I think he okay. could do it. But my my actual guy that I think is going to slide in, we just can't we can't fit all these guys in the top 12, and these guys are all top 12 capable, is Joey Burrow. I mean, I love me some – the receiving core is crazy good. It is very good. Probably Higgins, top five. T. Higgins is a fucking animal. Jamar Chase – Tyler Boyd meets world. I mean, the the list goes on, and Mixon can catch out the backfield. I mean, it's just the only the only negative thing is he is going to start the season hurt, and Giovanni Bernard is not there anymore. We misspoke. I misspoke on another podcast. I said James White was a Buccaneer. It's Giovanni Bernard. Very big discrepancy there, but yes. Okay, so so that's your guy to slide in. I like it if he's healthy. I think he's draftable. Yeah, and that that gives him some value. For me, it's going to be my number 14, Trevor Lawrence. So our, our end of list were kind of different. For me, I'm just craving the upside, right? I, yeah. Kirk Cousins is a safer. He's a good pick. Mm-hmm. I'm just fiending for that top five guy because I've gotten it the last two years, fortunately, Lamar and then Josh Allen. So my guy that I think could slide into the QB1 ranks is Trevor Lawrence. I think too much talk goes about Justin Fields and his running. He's good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feels good. I have him at number fifteen. I take him before Matt Ryan and uh, Baker Mayfield all day. Oh, 100%. all day. The upside is just not even close. But Trevor Lawrence, not only is he the best passer to come out of the draft, no, yeah. no doubt, he runs more than people give him credit for. One hundred percent white chocolate. Yeah, he's he's like a young Aaron Rodgers in the way that yeah. he runs. He could go for three hundred yards and four touchdowns, yeah. and it wouldn't be unusual. Yeah, and that right alone, if he has a pretty good passing year. He's a quarterback one, so while I'm not actively looking to go with him, these are kind of guys we're saying in the last two rounds they're there, I'm getting them because yeah. I think they're either going to have trade bait or value to me is a top-ten quarterback. Yeah, I like that a lot. And and the way Joe Burrow runs is, you know, you hate to get He's those. He's a similar kind of guy. Yeah. Sneaky athlete. Yes, it's just, man, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow are so similar, but I just like the receiving core more. With the Bengals. I like what the Jaguars did. I like LaVisca Chanel. I like how they brought in Marvin Jones. They still got a uh, uh, shark, baby shark. Baby but, shark. But, again, it's just that. They don't have the dudes that the Cincy has. Exactly. That's just a exactly. fact. Exactly. But I do like the, like the running capability you brought up. That's a great point. That's a great point. It is. So, the last thing we want to touch on now, in our elite tier, right, the top six, seven guys, who is the best value you see where they're going in drafts. Mahomes is late second, early third round, down to maybe Russell Wilson in the fifth or sixth. Who do you like in that bubble? The GOAT, Matt Staff. I mean, he's just getting no respect with the ADP. Now, ADP's not everything. You know, somebody in your league that knows football might, you know, reach on him a little bit. But man, it's a good he, measuring stick. He, but shit, he's got a. He's the best receiving core he's ever had in his life. I mean, Megatron is an animal, but he's not three receivers. I mean, he's got Cooper Cup, Bobby Backwoods. He's got Deshaun Jackson and Tyler Higby. I mean, those 
God, I mean, those are a great setup. And Cam Akers getting hurt is a blessing in disguise because now they're probably going to look to throw the ball on the goal line compared to running it. And a lot of times the Rams would run it on the goal line, but now it kind of comes out that, you know, he didn't really trust, the, uh, the coach didn't really trust, you know, Jared Goff. And that's kind of what the, the relationship deteriorated. They kind of had a heart-to-heart, like, why why yeah. don't you let me throw it? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of fucking suck. Yeah, and, and he's a huge upgrade. And I think like, Jared Goff, two years ago, had 4,500 yards. Yeah. Matt Staff is thrown for 5,000 yards. With nobody. If, if he <laughs> went for 5,038 touchdowns, that would surprise nobody. Yeah. And that would lock him into top, top six. And he'll do a little goal line scramble. I mean, he could finish the year with three or four rushing tutties. You know, 35-plus passing touchdowns and easily 4,000, 5,000 yards. I mean, that's just easy that he could do that. And he, I just the value of him is insane to me right now. As far as just a pocket passer that doesn't run, I think he's a much safer play than Tom Brady. Yeah. And you you might not think about it off off the rip, but just thinking about who they are, when Matt Staff has been healthy, he's been incredible. He's had some weird injuries that aren't, you know, a thumb injury in the yeah. back a couple years ago that stopped him when he was kind of an MVP candidate yeah. for a garbage Lions team. So I don't think it's outrageous to take him in the sixth or seventh round. Who's your pick, Greg? Mine, and I love him. I love him a lot. If I'm rolling around in the late fourth round, I've already got a stud running back and I've got two good receivers. Lamar Jackson is okay. the one I like. And, and you know, I last year he went – at the turn of the second and third round in most leagues. Yeah. I think that's – I can't take him there because he let people down, but I think that's where he belongs, and therefore getting him in the fourth and fifth is a steal because last year he was not very good as far as football goes. He was still QB eight or nine. Yeah. That's the floor. And I just – I think he has a big year. His receiving core has improved. Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman was a first-round draft pick. I just – man, for me, when I see him going that late – I don't think that accounts for the floor that he has, which really is top eight. Yeah. I don't think he's worse than that, and the upside's big with his running. So I believe in him to bounce back. And for me, Lamar Jackson, around pick 45 or 50, I, I love the value. I like that a lot, too. Um, we're gonna we're dropping a, this pod today, Wednesday. You're going to be able to absorb it on Thursday. And then we're going to come right in on Friday with another pod. We're, we're, gonna, we're staying in the stew. We're, we're going back to back. So here we go. Yeah, this one is going to be flex plays. Just after you get your, you know, your stud receiver and your stud running back in rounds four, five, and six, when you're looking in the face of RB2 and a wide receiver two, who do you want to go with? So join us next time. That's going to be what we're talking about. We are the Fan Bros. Thanks for listening.